Hello, beloved. Welcome to the Christ Mind Podcast with your host, A.D. Rose, a.k.a. Lexi, where we come together to shape our minds to become more like Christ. Welcome. Welcome to the sec- the first episode of the second series on the Christ Mind Podcast. Um, this series is going to be, quote-unquote, called This. Um, in this series, I have taken seven topics that have worldly misconceptions that cause that cause God's people people's view of them to be tainted. Um, we'll be talking about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, His Church, Mary, Satan, and Christianity. All these topics are heavy with controversy, and even though there is a lot to be said when it comes to these feeling when it comes to feelings, I will only be speaking about truth. You must understand these topics in order to receive the true transformation of the mind. You must take out the worldly pride and advice given about these topics and replace it with truth and doctrine. And like I said early just now, is that these things are very controversial. These things steer people the wrong way when it comes to god when it comes to jesus the holy spirit his church mary saint and christianity you will feel something when it comes to this when it well if you're a christian a fellow christian brother and sisters when it comes to the first three that's really really easy for you to accept god jesus holy spirit but then when we get to four five six seven his church mary saint and christianity even within our christian brothers and sisters we tend to fight about that and so i want you i always as i when i do these series when i think about the lesson plans i always think about about them in the sense of if a, if a christian brother or sister was coming to me who was like a baby didn't know nothing and what i would tell them about jesus and here's here here are the things that i would say and I hope that you um, enjoy this series. I hope you get something out of this series and that I'm able to really untangle all the negativity that has been thrown your way when it comes to these topics and really place in truth again and doctrine, like I said, and just Jesus's words and not other people's opinions. We want God's word, not the world's opinion, like I just said. Um, so yeah. I want to stop saying um i'm tired of hearing myself my own self say um so i know that's definitely something y'all are tired of hearing okay as you could read from the title this is going to be called this is god i chose for this to be the first episode because it's only fitting to talk about our creator um he is our source our life our lifeline our provider he is why all the other six topics matter he is the one we all christians can agree with um that he is worthy of all thy praise um he is love he is faithful he is uh respectful he's a gentleman he's gentle he's powerful and most importantly he's for us if you are confused about that god that i just explained you do not know god then okay because if you don't know that he is all those things that i just said you really we're really going to be helping you today really understand who he truly is because you may have been thinking about him in other people's aspects or the world's aspects or you just never gave him a thought we're going to hear we're going to help you with that today so let's dive into prayer so that i can be fully invested into this and speak from the spirit and not my own flesh and 
take away my nerves. So, ready? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this time, for this moment, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for just who you are. Nothing else, not because of what you've done for us, but just who you are. We're grateful. Help me, Father, speak to your people in the truest form. Help me be able to express the love that you have for them. Help me be able to just be here with them, fully invested, fully ready to just fill my brothers and sisters with the love that you have given me to give to them. And I just pray that everything that is said today that you take over, that you that you are in my words, that you are in my thoughts, that you are in my intentions behind my words, in my thoughts, in my actions, Father. I pray over their spirit, to pray over their mind, to get a holy focus, to deprive any negative, gloomy thoughts out of their minds in the name of Jesus, and to center us all together, to be in unity together in this moment. Thank you, Father. Have your way. It is your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I'm going to explain to you what I... I'm not going to explain to you. I'm going to read to you what um, when I searched up God um, on Google, what it gave to me. It gave me the creator and ruler of the universe, a source of all moral authority, the supreme being. That is the world definition of God. And so I divided the four, I divided this in four sections. God is the source. God is love. God is the father. And God is for you. And so first we're going to go over God is the source. God is the source of all and everything good. Okay? The source of everything and all that is and I'm gonna underline, underline, and if you're writing notes, take notes. Good, okay? Because there's there's this misconception of, um, if God was real, why are all these terrible things happening? Stop. He is a God of all things good. He is not a God of all things bad. That's when you stop thinking about God and you put Him in the place of Satan, and that's Satan who makes creates bad things. God is a God of all things good, good, good. I want to emphasize that because, again, there is this misconception that he is a God just ready to punish his children and ready to just judge you and ready to just take you away and and ruin your life. It feels like that's how the God seems to be portrayed, and that's the complete opposite of who he is. And he's not a source of evil. He's not a source of anything that is bad happening to you. If anything is bad happening into your life, that is Satan, that is the world, or that is yourself. That is not God, though. 
and it is never is going to be God to cause anything bad to happen to your life. Only either the enemy, the world, or your flesh that is constantly in a spiritual warfare that's in constant spiritual warfare all the time. Warfare. Hopefully I said that right. Um, he's a source of everything our minds and eyes can and cannot comprehend. All that what we see, all that what we can breathe in, the oxygen in our lungs, he has created. Again, not the bad things, but the good things. He is the beginning, middle, and end. He is the first and the last. He has the first and the last say. He's omniscient, meaning he knows anything, knows everything, and sees any sees everything. He knows and sees everything. He is not bounded by time and space, and he's all things good. All things good. Okay? For your scripture for that, it's John chapter 1, verse 3, and Isaiah 45, 18. I didn't do sticky notes today for my Bible, so I'm not going to read all scripture today. But I will always provide you scripture so you can go and look for it for yourself. Because do not let me do all the work for you. Go in that Bible and do the work. Do your part. Read the word. Don't let me just, don't just hear it from me and just be like, oh, take her word for it. Go look for it. Um, but yes, why does this matter though? Because when you can't comprehend that God is the source of all that is good, that he is the ruler of our souls, then the darkness of this world and your circumstances will start to make, uh, will not make any sense. Oh, sorry. What? Because when you comprehend that God is the source of all that is good, that he is our ruler, he's the ruler of our souls, then darkness, then the darkness of this world and your circumstances will start to make sense. When you because when you know that there is a God ready to save us at all times and created uh, things for us to enjoy and find purpose in, your life finds and builds life instead of death. So when you're no longer running from God and running from the source of your life, you're allowed to then get life, okay? If you think that your God is not giving you goodness and nothing but goodness, there's something wrong with that. You shouldn't be thinking God is giving you anything bad. That he's just wanting you to just suffer. Excuse me, whoever told you that, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. I rebuke those thoughts and that negative thinking out of your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. Because no, your God is for you. Your God loves you. Your God is good. And that's all to that. There is nothing, there's no scheming involved. There's no, oh, let me read the fine little print, the little, there's not small writing in between that says that he's actually ready to punish us and ready to laugh in our face and ready to do evil and, and just ready to just cause us to fail. That's not him at all. He's a God of mercy and, and grace. And to put him in a place of negativity and darkness is a complete insult to him. Um, we're going to go to the second one. God is love. This is God's character and who he is at the core. If there is any teaching or anyone speaking on God and it is not rooted in love, they are no longer truly talking about God. And if they are, it's not with him. Um, God doesn't bring out pride nor a fear that makes you scared of his character. 
fear of God is a deep respect towards God so so deep that you don't want to disrespect him. I'm going to read you. Let me see. Oh, goodness. I am going to read you a page from um, this book called the, Bi- uh, the Pocket Guide to the Sacraments of Reconciliation. Um, this book is really, really amazing, and I recommend for you guys to read it because I know you will love it. Um, let me see. I got to I gotta find it. Sorry, guys. The Catechism says that Scripture reveals the innermost secret of God, that God himself is, a, is an internal exchange of love. That means that God's deepest identity is beyond the fact that he chooses or reasons or creates. God's deepest identity is that he is love. Love is not just something that God does. Love is uh, who God is. And if God's deepest identity is love and you are created in the image and likeness of God, then your deepest identity is to love. Okay? Look, consider this. Satan uh, essentially says God doesn't want you to be like him. But in his goodness, God made Adam and Eve like him. They were already like God in their relationship Uh, with him is why god gave them this quote-unquote rule in the first place god doesn't want pets he doesn't want slaves god wants to create us in his image sorry god has created us in his image and likeness so that we can be more and more like him god created us in his image and likeness so that we can live in his image and likeness god created us in love and we are meant to live in love this is the key to love, we can be free to choose not to love, to say yes freely. We must have the capacity to say no. So we can see that the tree was not to put was not put there to lure Adam and Eve into sin. The tree was put there so they could love. In fact, having this tree and having this role preserves their freedom. It gives them an opportunity to exercise love. This tree in this one role allow them to be who they are meant to be far from restricting their freedom the role preserves their freedom far from restricting their freedom the role preserves the freedom and far from killing love the one rule makes love possible god's deepest rooted identity is love 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 and i know there is a distrust um, in him because of the first sin that was committed by Adam and Eve after that point on there was this constant distrust in God and God now is always constantly trying to gain our trust back and you have to start with that you have to trust him you have to trust he's the source of your entire life and all that you do and all that you breathe and all that you give he is the and he roots that all in love he loves you there is nothing in this world nothing outside of this world nothing in between this world that can separate you from the love of god he is always gonna love you he is always gonna be with you and for you until judgment day he 
he won't be there with you because if you end up going to hell then obviously he's not there with you but he still loves you though even if you go to hell he still loves you that love still does not falter it's just you did your part you did what you did and so there you go there's your there's your judgment but that doesn't mean again he doesn't love you there's a reason why there has to be consequences is because he loves you um the old testament he uh he shows his continuous love towards his children through the constant diso through their constant disobedience um the people of israel they were always always doing the opposite of what god wanted him to do and what he commanded them to do and they love to get lost in just their own thing and their own fears and their own ways and he always had to do something to intervene in that behalf or or the ultimate what he had to do was bring jesus christ into the earth so that he can save us because we were just not not getting it right um but he still showed his love by his mercy and grace by continuously making them god's people and known as god's holy people even though they were committing sins and being disobedient in the new testament he shows his love in two ways sacrificing his love um sorry sacrificing his only perfect creation jesus for us his son the gift of the holy spirit number two sorry the gift of the holy spirit in our hearts ready to guide us and advocate on the behalf of the father so we can have direction his greatest acts of love is his sacrifice his mercy his grace and forgiveness he is constant with this gift and with these gifts at all times until judgment day again he is always going to be there for you and he's always going to love you love you love you love you love you um, you can find more on that on First John, uh, chapter four, verse seven through twelve, Romans chapter eight, thirty-five through thirty-nine, and Romans chapter five, seven through eight. Emphasis again: God is love. Everything that He does is love. Everything that He tells you is love. Everything that He puts into your life is love. Love 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 every thought that comes into your mind if it's not rooted in love it's not from him it's you or the world or the enemy it is not him anything of your actions if it is not rooted in love it is not god it is the world the flesh or the enemy if your words are not aligning with love it is not god it is the world i don't even care if you're talking about god if it is not love that's coming out of your mouth that is not the root of it it is not god that you're talking about it is it's, I mean, it might be God that you're talking about, but it's not, you're not with him. He's not with you when you're talking about him. You're just talking about him. And he should always be with you when you're talking about him. Because when you, when he's with you, when you talk about him, he can continuously advocate on his behalf of what to say for him and what to say about him and how to not go and just talk about him in whatever way you want to, in whatever way it makes you feel good, but how he truly deserves to be talked about which is a God of love, which is a God of source. Um, and the third part is God is the father. God is the first person in the Trinity. As I told you before, it's not one plus one plus one. Wait, one plus one plus one equals three. It's one times one times one <laughs> equals three. Um, it's three persons, one God. All have been together from the beginning of time. They all have roles um, 
they play in our lives. That's why there is three. God is being God being the source means he is the parent to us all. Um, he is the quality of a good father. He has the qualities of a good father and should be modeled. He is protecting. He gives us discipline. He gives us unconditional love. He is our provider and, gu- and guider. Um, we are made in his image, as I described in 4748. And also, I will read you 52 in a second in the book that I just went over. Let me see. Let me see. I think I already did, I think I already did it, though. Let's see. Love means that the father reaches out his hand to win their trust back. When Jesus Christ came to earth to die for our sins, people saw this as a fulfillment of God's promise. He could crush he would crush the head of the serpent, the ancient enemy. People realize we are guilty and the cross is the answer of our for our guilt. They realize that from the moment of the first sin, love would demand sacrifice. From then on, it would cost something to love. From then on, to truly love would mean something must die. So, in this book, it's it's describing in this portion, it's going over Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3 specifically, I believe, where um, the devil tempts um, Adam and Eve. And obviously where that's where original sin comes from. And he describes, he goes, breaks it down. And in this portion, it's after the fact that they committed the sin and they're, they're realizing that they're naked and all that stuff. And he's already, um, rebuked the enemy. And he now then goes and places animal skin, like all for them, like makes, uh, out of animal skin, sorry, he makes them close and he closes them with it. And that was supposed to, because in order for though the animal skin to be given to them he obviously had to kill the animals in order for that to happen and that was a representation of how from then point on love is now a sacrifice love is now to be sacrificed now in order to be now in order to love there has to be something given and something to sacrifice for that love whether that's your heart whether that's your cross that you need to bear whether that's whether that's your sin that you're constantly having to break through the thorn that you're constantly having to work through it is always going to be a sacrifice this life is a sacrifice of suffering and it's because of the love of god why we're still able to just be grateful that we're just alive and doing it for him it meant also why jesus had to come and sacrifice his life for us he was he was love sacrificed he is the he is love and flesh you know um i really just thought that was really good so yeah i just wanted to read you that you can find that how he's protecting how he's protective in isaiah 54 17 you can see how he's disciplined um how he gives us discipline in hebrews 12 um 5 through 11 and you can see how he's unconditional how he gives us unconditional love in romans 8 through 38 to 39 you can see how he's a provider and a guider through matthews 6 chapter 6 uh, verses 31 through 33 and you can see how he's made and how he made us in his image in genesis 1 26 through 27 um but he is your father 
and he is your parent and he and, and when when you think about a parent what do you think of them as when it comes to children how do you how do you view your parent you know you need to dissect about what you really how do you see your mom how do you see your dad do you talk to your mom and dad and if you do how do you talk to them and if you don't why don't you and if you could what would you say and is it, if it's and if it's because of conflict and stuff like that can it be forgiven and can you move past it and are you holding on to continual to all this baggage that was left from your childhood or are you still going through that baggage from your childhood because they haven't changed or are you just not giving them a chance to change or are you withholding forgiveness because you think that they have to be a certain way in order for them to earn that forgiveness? Are you just how are you? How do you look at your parents? Because how you look at your parents and how you act towards your parents is how you act towards God. And that's where a lot of our parents kind of failed on our part by not giving us um, stability that we deserve and, um, the knowledge and wisdom that we that we should have gotten in order to make us more better towards our relationship with God that's what the whole point of being a parent is about is to parent them into being um is to parent the child into becoming obedient and becoming disciplined and and rooted in love and a what is the word um a servant for god for whenever god has to take over their place when they turn 18 and they're out of the home um parents are supposed to be preparing them more for god preparing the children for god preparing for the children for them to go on and lead the life with god by themselves that is the job of the parent and if a lot of our parents unfortunately fail us with that and if that's your case you don't use that as in your excuse of why you can't love god right and you can't think of him right no use that as your motivation to do better and grow better with him and and not base it off the fact that you didn't receive that type of love from your parents so therefore you won't get that type of love from him or towards or you won't even give it towards him um yeah so number four is god is for you and that is is that the last one okay god is for you okay the war between you and God ended when Jesus um, became all our transgressions and crucified them on the cross and rose again to redeem us from death. You and God are supposed to be in sync and at peace. Why would he create you in order to harm you and be at war with you? Mm. Why would he create you in order to be at war with you and harm you? In Rome, uh, You can read Romans 5, um, 1, where he where it states that we are at peace with God. He has our whole lives laid out before his eyes, before your bloodline was even created. He saw you in the midst of that bloodline, in the midst of you, how you are now, if you are all disgusting with sin, he saw you and he said, I want you. I want you. I need you to be with me because I love you. Of course, God doesn't need us because he's God, but there's a desire that he has for you that he just truly, deeply cares and roots for you even when you're not rooting for him. 
and he saw you and he says, I want you. I want you badly. Do you want him? Do you want him? God is your life. God is your parent. God is your friend. God is your lover. We tend to put God um, above crying with us in our pain, but he does. He shows us in when he uh, before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he wept. It says he wept with them. He knew he came over there to raise him from Lazarus from the dead. But when he came there first, he wept with them. Why would he weep with them when he knew what he was going to do? Why would he weep with them when he knew that there is no death when it, when it, when he's involved? Why would he cry? But it, it was because to me how I see that is because he saw them in pain and when he saw his people in pain it brought him pain it brought him pain and you have to realize that when you're in pain he's in pain for you that's not what he wanted for you he doesn't want death you to see death he doesn't want you to see sickness he doesn't want you to see pain and all this hurt and resentment and anger and all this unpure things that go on in the world he didn't want that for you so he cries for you he cries with you and there's time that comforts me when i know that god's not always just telling me that everything's all right but he's also crying with me because he gets my pain that makes me feel so much comforted because yes i'm so comforted by the fact that he does tell me it's okay and i know that it's true but him crying with me though just gives me some type of relief that i can cry too i don't have to always be put together in a mo- in that moment I can allow myself to break down a little as long as I just remember he's with me, though. He's with me. Um, We tend to think that he wouldn't listen to our rants, but he would rather hear us talk to him than hear us gossip um, with his children. Because we usually, that's how we tend to get things off our chest. We're really just talking about other people. And these are Christian brothers and sisters that do this all the time. Um, Oh, and then we, and then we tend to make ourselves better by saying oh god bless their soul though i'm praying for them though we're praying for them but yet you just talked about them and you have judgment in your tone as you say that Mm, okay um talk to god talk to god stop talking to those people Stop, stop gossiping with those people and talk to god because he's gonna he's listening and he's giving you better advice than they can ever give you um we tend to place the love we receive from our parents onto god but he is our best parent ever okay the love that you receive from your parents that's not god's way of how love is supposed to be that's not that's his love is unconditional always it's never wavering it's never out of fear it's never with bad intentions or bad motives it's never with human with human nature it is a love that we cannot even express and understand fully at all and if you didn't receive that type of parent love that is is able to make you feel warm inside instead it just makes you feel kind of lonely and kind of like angry because you wish that was you that you can relate to uh, the parents that have treated their children the way that they should just know that god can heal that and god can come in and replace that in the sense of be that mother that you needed that be that father that you needed and 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 heal those little childhood wounds that is that is placed in your heart because we all have a child still in us and god wants you to keep that child in us in you because we're supposed to remain childlike but not childlike in our thinking though we're not supposed to be remaining you know 
again yeah like childlike in our thinking we're not supposed to be doing throwing fits and doing all these things because oh our mom and dad hurt us no we're supposed to grow up but we're all we're supposed to remain childlike in our hearts in the sense of just always having that love and that joy and that faith that kids have um we tend to think that god is not romantic and a prude but look how he encourages us to center him in our relationships when you look at a true christian um relationship you see nothing but love in their eyes you see so much romance within them it's absolutely insane when you look at a priest and a nun you see them in love with god you don't see them desiring the world desiring what the world expects them to desire they just desire him of course they struggle of course they battle they're not subjected from the lust and all that stuff and and maybe the loneliness that comes whenever they don't have a physical partner on earth but they're still in love though and they're still happy and they're still grateful and they're still fighting and so he's very romantic and he very much will see will have you see your partner as if they're a new person if you allow him to i have been in a relationship for four years i didn't have david sorry i didn't have god in my relationship for three of those years last year was the first year we really truly put him into our relationship and did and are still doing the work necessary to put him in there fully um but within that but then last year alone when we celebrated our four years last year it felt like we were celebrating our one year anniversary again and when we look when we look back at our first year anniversary versus our fourth year anniversary oh my goodness our first year anniversary was absolutely torturous so 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 terrible so terrible and our fourth year anniversary it felt like we were best friends falling in love again having the best time of our lives and it was all because we had god with us now i trust david so much and look at david he's my boy that's my boyfriend with such a complete different light now and such a, a different kind of trust in and love and joy because he has god with him and he's such a godly man and vice versa and just trust me when i say that god is very romantic so put him in your relationship stop having him without stop having a relationship without god stop searching up relationships without god that is not gonna fulfill you yes it might be a hype yes they might be sending you cute little um telling you how beautiful you are how handsome you are me liking your pics and put up sending you um sliding up on your story and telling you how sexy you are and da 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 and it might feel so good and so fulfilling that oh my god he just sees me like really sees me huh how has he seen you when all he did was look at a picture of you of your with your butt out and your boobs out or your for men with your body out how did how was she able to see the true you or know you when all they're looking at you is looking at your body and they see that and they are immediately having lustful thoughts ain't no one sliding up on a pic of your body and a pic of your butt and a pic with uh insane and and have love in their heart no 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 no. they have lust in their heart and they're and they want to devour you with it does that not that should not bring you like mm wow that's actually quite sex no that's actually quite scary that they want to devour you with their lust now you want them to look at you with love because then they look at you like they want to protect you like they want to do 
anything for you because they love you. That should be the look that you get. That should be the intention behind it. And if you're getting, if you got any of your relationships or any, any, any of your relationships where that was the first thing that got y'all together was lust. If y'all are still together and you know that God put you in his life and you, and he put, uh, put, you put, he put both of y'all and y'all, both of y'all in each other's life for a reason, then make it a vital point to put God in the middle and, and take out the things that made y'all worldly. And if you are just messing around, y'all ain't even together, get away. Get away. Stop. Stop. If you are a bro- if you're a brother and sister in Christ, you should know better. Who ca- who who cares if they're uh oh but they but they really just like have these moments where they're just really just so sweet and they're just so kind and you don't know what they've been through. They do- they don't they don't really have good cards dealt with them. Oh, but like that's not how he was in the beginning though. He was so good to me and I just know we lost our way. Stop stop it is an excuse just like we like to excuse our flesh all the time and do things that just desire that and then there's and then there's no benefit afterwards that's the same exact thing happening to you but with another person like my professor said do not especially for us women do not waste your 20s on just anyone 20s are our best years of our lives when it comes to us women when it comes to our fertility when it comes to how we look when it comes to our bodies like 20s are our thriving years do not be giving it out to just somebody that's low and doesn't deserve you and don't be giving it out freely do not don't be giving it up online either like what you should your body should never be on anything that is that costs less the Netflix. Mm. And I'm sorry with the judgment that comes in that. God forgive me so I can speak in love and go back to love because I know my flesh and judgment got into that. But I speak that from a personal experience because I was falling into those traps of lust and and giving into just the thought of just someone giving me attention was just always attractive to me and not all attention is good attention and so just remember that I don't mean to be mean about it (laughs) and I'm sorry if it came across that way God is working on me how to to um talk more better when it comes to things I'm passionate about um but yeah just remember God in your relationships. We tend to forget about him in this area. Christian brothers and sisters are very much included into this. We forget that God also very much wants us in our rela- uh, wants him in our relationships. That is going to be the person we build a generation with. Do you not get that? You're not just with somebody just to be with them for a moment or whenever time you think is good. No, you're if you if you had a child by that person, you're now you now have a generation that's going to be built off of y'all two and whether y'all stay together or not that your baby will have a baby and have a baby and have a baby and if you started that if you had a baby with somebody you're not with them now you already broke the line of the generation you already tainted it and I know that's cruel and that's hard but that's how that was so now you have to work your best to make sure that your child now 
doesn't break doesn't break what y'all what you need to build what you need to build whether that's if you find someone else that was actually for you and you start rebuilding that foundation and getting right and and taking out those generational curses that's that gets placed on us throughout our lives um you need to break out of those you need to understand that your child is in danger of falling into those same footsteps that you just got yourself into and you just built a generation that is broken now try everything you can to heal it and bring it back that doesn't mean go back to the person that you left no if especially if it wasn't in god's word don't do that and if but if it is in god's word then do that of course but in this time of age girls are not um making babies with men that are supposed to be someone they're supposed to be generations with they're usually just having them um and if you're in that place it is okay god has grace for you and god is going to work through you and god's going to heal you if you give it to him um now if you are with somebody and you are together you'll have babies just know y'all are building a generation you're building a you're building a bloodline of your generation now you and him there is no other generation there's no other bloodline where yours and your significant others are connected you are now forever going to continue to build and build as babies get grown i mean as babies be born through your baby through their babies through their babies it's always just going to be back to you two from this point on so take notice of that all the habits that come with you too are going to go into your generation how does that look when you look at yourself now when you look at your habits when you look at your thoughts when you look at your lifestyle does that look like a life you wanted to you want to be continuously um repeated throughout your generation that you're building and if not then change that um and we tend to talk let me see we tend to think a a life with god is like a life with endless rules and no freedom but it's the exact opposite and beyond fulfilling god only places the laws of the ten commandments the beatitudes um into in the and obviously the great commandment into our lives not to just bore us and to make like so that we don't live like fun lives no he's just like you can do all these things and have fun. You don't have to commit these things. If anything, when you do commit these things, they're the complete opposite of fun. And they may feel like that for a moment, but eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're going to feel like death. All these, all the rules that he created for us are only to bring life, not bring death. And when we do the opposite, again, we're bringing death, not life. And we're stopping our life to be fully um, fulfilled he is freedom he is pure freedom he only tells us things not to do to do he only tells us things um for us not to do so that we can continue to be free and the only times that we are not free is when we're not following the rules okay because he is constantly because he constantly wants to assure us he is for us he left us so many hugs and kisses and pats on the back pats on the backs and gifts that came that come in shapes of the bible his promises his church his holy spirit and the saints and that is the end okay that is the end as we learned 
that God is love. God is the father. God is the source. God is for us most importantly. And I hope I didn't go too off topic when I started talking about relationships and stuff. Um, and I hope I didn't lose you when I started talking about relationships and stuff. Uh, I didn't expect that to be something I talked about either. But here we are. But if you didn't get anything, if you got anything from this, anything at all, get that God is love and rooted in love and he wants a life for you. And you have to realize that God is a God that is kind. He is the fruit of the spirit. What is that? That is love, kindness, joy, gentleness, self-control. That's patience. That's um what is it? I'm missing four, three others. Um, I said I say joy. Did I say peace? You look up the nine fruit of the spirits, and that is what he is. If anything that you think does not root with God being all nine of those things, then you are not thinking of God, and someone has tainted your mind with God about God, and you need to flee those out in the name of Jesus. You need to flood them back with love. Everything must correlate with his love, with his word, and all that it says in his word is that he is love, and that he is for us, and that he created everything, and that he didn't create anything evil, but only good anything that is evil it is from the evil one it is not ever from him and because we see more evil than we see good it is because right now satan is the ruler of this world he does not mean he is the god of this world god is the god of this world he is but satan right now is the ruler of this world he has unfortunately control over what is going on and what is happening but over God's people and go over God's children, he does not have control over. Over God's church, he does not have control over. But he does, again, have control over the worldly things. And he does have control over the ones who give him access to him. Give them access to him. And that's unfortunately a lot of people. And it's very easy to give himself, give him access. Because if we indulge in anything worldly or anything that is flesh it's unfortunately him because it's sin um but anything good though anything that fights those thoughts in those ways and anything that counterfeits the world is from god and it's good stuff good 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 stuff guys if i i want to emphasize how good your god is because i want you to understand that he is not going to harm you in your relationship ahead he is only going to be with you, walking hand in hand, ready to just cheer you on. Never to just make you feel like crap, okay? That is the enemy's lies. And he's not ever ashamed of you either. And he will never be ashamed of you either unless you like actively try to attempt to make him not be pleased with you. So yeah, let's pray. And let's get off of this. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven. Oh, sorry. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, anything that was fleshly from me, allow them to hear that. So that they don't take what I said in flesh in conformant to what they think of you as 
I don't ever want my flesh to come in between their relationship with you, Father. But anything that was spiritual, anything that was from you, have it linger with them. Have it seep into their hearts, into their minds. Have it be something that takes over them in the days ahead. In the days ahead, as they think about you, God, have them really, truly dissect what is worldly, what is lies, what is from people, and truly root it all back to love, and get back to the basics of just falling in love with you and only you in your presence. Because once we love you and fall in love with you, God, you will then help us fall in love with your people. And fall in love with the ways that you've planned for us. And make us more obedient. Make us more willing to be obedient. Because we have this natural disobedience in us. That you told us in Romans. And to show your mercy. And we just want to continue to rebuke it. And if we haven't been rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And your name will has full authority full authority of over anxiety full authority over depression full authority over resentment full over full authority over unforgiveness full authority over the misconceptions that have placed that they have placed you in you have authority over that father take it out and come in and flood them with the spirit of truth with the spirit of wisdom the spirit of knowledge with the spirit of counsel with the spirit of piety with a spirit of fortitude thank you god for being here for moving for having your way thank you god Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, sorry guys, my question too for you guys, I, I didn't get to say that for you, and I hope you're not already clicked out, but uh, the question I have for you today is, what do you notice that keeps you away from a true relationship with God? The one that he wants you to have with him, not the one that you think is okay right now. Because we all, if you're a Christian brother and sister, you might already have a relationship with him. But is it the one that he wants you to have with him or is it just one that you're just settling for? Um, so again, what do you notice that keeps you away from a true relationship with God? And for your assignment, I want you to, I want you to take five minutes to be grateful for him for him alone not for the things that he's given you not for the things that he's done for you not for the people that he's put in your put in your life no for him alone just be great just have this gratitude for him just think about him and all that what i've told you of how he is your source how he is life how he's your father how he is love and how he is for you and just be grateful for that for five minutes in silence that is your sign that's your assignment okay okay I hope you have peace with you in the days ahead. I hope that the Spirit is just guiding you in all areas and you can continuously invite Him in and be courageous in your walk and keep your mind attuned. Let Him change, let the Spirit change your attitudes, let Him change your thoughts so that your heart can have those desires, godly desires, rather than what you've been allowing the world to enter in and what you've been allowing in your quote-unquote ear and eye gates deprive anything worldly out and place in the spirit and yeah hope you have a great great rest of your week 
see you tomorrow if this goes on Wednesday, the Wednesday that I post um, my first Thursday video or episode. And yeah, God bless you. And may the Lord keep you in Jesus' name.